Evan, I paid you big money. I flew you halfway around the world to be here today. You better make this audience come alive. Those were the words the organizer of the conference in Malaysia said to me two minutes before I was due on stage to kick off his event. Quite the pep talk. Malaysia Social Media Week, MSMW, was a big deal. I walked into the hall and could tell these guys meant it. Huge room, giant stage, bright lights, high-end audiovisual gear, cameras from every angle, chairs filled the room, and people were streaming in. For the first time in a while, I was really nervous. Eminem's lyrics were in my head. I didn't want to let my shot slip. Somehow between the jet lag and caffeine sugar rush from a frappuccino, I steadied my nerves and told the organizer, don't worry, Norman, I got this. I'd gone to Malaysia to discuss a powerful secret I discovered and that changed my life, my business, and those of the entrepreneurs I'd introduced it to. Norman had reason to be worried, though. He had asked me to come speak after seeing my YouTube videos. He liked my passion and wondered if I could pass it on to entrepreneurs in his country. In front of the largest audience MSMW had ever seen, senior government officials, some of the nation's top marketing influencers, and an international web audience, I was about to take the stage. If I didn't deliver, Norman would be on the hook for bringing this Canadian YouTuber to headline their event. What happened next was amazing. I got up and shared the one-word secret that had changed everything for me, and the audience loved it. Laptops were pounded on furiously with notes. The session was trending nationally on Twitter. The large screen keeping track of live interactions updated so quickly that you couldn't read it anymore. By the end of the hour, people lined up not to ask questions, but to take pictures with me. I went from unknown to rock star in 60 minutes. The best part was coming out and seeing Norman. He was smiling from ear to ear and gave me a bone-crushing handshake that seemed to last for days and a heartfelt message. Thank you for helping us believe. In this book, I'm going to share that one-word secret to help transform you into a powerful force for good and help you get through your worst days. The Worst Day of My Life Regina Brett, New York Times best-selling author and newspaper columnist, said, No one really has a bad life, just bad moments. Danny, I quit. I couldn't believe those words were coming out of my mouth. All my life, I grew up believing that you should never quit on something that's important to you. My parents always told me that I was a Castrilli Carmichael and could do anything. And here I was telling my business partner that I was done. Finito. Out. I was over at my parents' house for dinner and took the call from Danny upstairs. The past year had been really hard. I turned away six-figure jobs to do my own business and ended up making only $300 a month and not being able to survive. When my friends invited me out for birthdays or dinners, I had to say no. I told them I was busy working on my business, but the reality was that I couldn't afford the $20 the evening would cost, and I was too embarrassed to tell them that I didn't have any money. I mean, here I was, turning down jobs that they wanted so I could live the entrepreneur's dream, how could I tell them the truth? I felt like a huge fraud. So Danny, my business partner, wanted to talk. We disagreed on what to do next in the business. I felt like we tried everything and nothing was working out. 
I'd had success with everything I'd ever applied myself to. School, sports, piano lessons. If I worked harder, I would get better. And here I was pouring every ounce of strength I had, putting every waking moment and every single dollar into a business that wasn't working. I felt hopeless. My once sky-high self-confidence was in the toilet. Enough was enough. I couldn't take it anymore. So I quit. Then I cried, uncontrollably. I cried so hard, I didn't know what was coming out of my eyes and what was coming out of my nose. I'm not one who cries much, but I didn't know what else to do. I felt like everything I'd worked on, everything I'd believed in, everything I'd loved had just been taken away from me. My mother, hearing me sobbing, came upstairs, put her hands on my shoulders, and tried to comfort me. I have no idea what she said. I couldn't hear it. I was too lost. I went to bed and hoped better days were ahead.